Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Lift me up. I don't, I, I was going to start with the Rihanna song from Black Panther, but I can't. I don't know the words. not very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really. I just remember the title was Lift Me Up and went for it, but I don't so think fair. I am. Wait, was that by Rihanna? Oh my God. Is this her first music in like eight years? Do you actually live under a rock? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. This is Patrick. <laughs> I'm shooketh. Yeah. So her first music in six years is. Sixty. Six. six years. <laughs> Yes, Rihanna is an immortal goddess. I knew it. <laughs> Name five Rihanna songs. Under my umbrella. Ella. As a six and Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, it's Ponder Replay. I don't know how that goes. I have a story. In my California, keep it. We found love in a hopeless place. That's with. That counts. Okay, I'll let it go slow. <laughs> I Out of it. all I of the five songs you could have chosen. Shine bright like a diamond. Those are not the five that I would have. Oh, what would your ones have been? You know, the popular ones. Which are? I would have considered those ones. Some of those <laughs> ones. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have said California, King Bed. That's, That's fair. fair. I would have said like uh, Disturbia, SOS. Oh. True. Shut I up and drive. Those existed. True. No, I don't know that song. I mean, like I do, Shut but it's not on my phone. Shut up and drive is one of the best songs of all time. Mm. Interesting. And therefore has one of the best drag race lip syncs of all time. Fair. So fair. I kind of feel like we should pause this and I'll show it to you, but we can do, do it that. later. Later. <sighs> anyway, welcome to our first time on the podcast. Say, we really already taken quite a. Tangent. Oh wait, I didn't finish explaining. Six years since her last music. Right, her first two sorry. songs, her first new songs, are the two for the Black Panther soundtrack. Was there two? If we had stayed longer, the second song would have played called "Born Again." Um, both I've listened to it. Both are like, I'm biased because I, I'm not really a ballad person, mm-hmm. but these are both ballads. Um, and I think she literally <laughs> got quoted uh, in the media saying, "Someone, a reporter asked." Um, so do you have any more music coming out or is this like it? Like, yeah. And she's like, uh, no, I, I do have new music coming out next year, but my fans would kill me if I came back with a lullaby <laughs> and then didn't release actual music. It's really true. See, I knew that there was new music, but I didn't realize it was going to be music for Black Panther. Like yeah. there was like a dissonance there, you know? I think I'm going to have to download the soundtrack. It was pretty good. It was really good. Yeah. Okay, wait. Black Panther is next episode. <laughs> wow. Spoiler alert. Anyway, welcome to Walk of Fuzzies. Thank you. I'm Nick. I'm Maddie. I'm Chelsea. Yay! We got Chelsea! <laughs> it's just really not very... Uh, thank you. That's Yeah, that's better. More appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. Thank you to our live studio audience that have joined us this evening. Well, the laughter doesn't stop. <laughs> it's like a 30 second drag. That's <laughs> ominous. iconic. Wow, awkward. <laughs> it's fun sitting over there with the controls, isn't it? Is. it? Yeah. It is. You can see why I did it for so long. <laughs> Controller? I haven't even met her. <laughs> <laughs> And that's oh, the goodness. whole episode. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so much for your today. <laughs> Did I miss any? Oh. Well, I didn't get to prepare anything for that one. <laughs> Welcome to the gates of heaven. <laughs> I was going to say, Welcome to the gates of heaven. <laughs> Chelsea's wow. thing was way better. I can't believe you made a mockery of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus H. Christ. Why did I say Jesus H. Christ? Yeah, what does the H stand for? Let's find out. What? Jesus H. I've definitely heard it said like that before. You didn't just make it up. H st- oh, hey. Jesus H. Up. Christ has the same vibes as 789. Jesus H. Christ. Seven. Eight, nine syllables. <laughs> but I can't believe I just put that together. Can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, wow. you should write haikus. Why well, was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Wrong one. <laughs> Iconic. Nah, the crickets was better. <laughs> okay, it doesn't seem to stand for anything. Oh, that's really <laughs> just, you could have so made something up to keep it lively. Well, it's Heckin. kind of it yeah. is heck and crash. Jesus Harvey. I mean, it Harold. seems to just be Harold. it keeps being like Jesus Harry Potter Christ. It's an expletive interjection that refers to the Christian religious figure of, figure of Jesus Christ. Oh, so, so that it stands people, for hell. So Christians that want to blaspheme but not actually yeah instead of saying jesus fucking christ mm-hmm. they just say jesus h christ i guess well i was gonna say if they say jesus h christ is there something in the middle then so it's, it's not okay. jesus or christ it's a different person hmm. uh okay you know like william macy would be a different person to william h macy fair or how i think is it jewish people it might not be they can't write god in uh, in writing they have to they do gd yeah instead yeah same vibe how is that the same vibe well, they're not because allowed to write then, it and then they're, they're not allowed to say it. They're not making, like, when they say it. But they're still saying Jesus Christ. That would defeat, it would, it would, Jesus Christ is two separate words. Right. But it's the same vibe. I'm not saying the exact same thing. It's the same vibe. <laughs> it says, what vibe. is your opinion? I don't think you said vibe. And that's where this miscommunication is I from. absolutely did say vibe. You said I, it's I got, like. I got vibe. You said it's like this. Okay. Yeah, in I'm vibes. Not, nobody rewind because in case I'm wrong, I don't want to be. <laughs> nobody um, fact check this. Nobody please. fact check. Nobody fact check. Um, <laughs> did you see Elon Musk get fact checked on his own Twitter? No, I didn't. But that's iconic. So basically, there's a new feature. There's so many new features. Called well, it's not a new feature though. It was in development before he took over. Called um, Birdwatch, mm-hmm. which they've now changed the name, the name to Community Notes. Mm. Right? Mm. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> so community notes is basically um, the, on, on public tweets, people can submit context mm-hmm. for the tweet, for the facts. So if it's an incorrect fact that, like, the 2020 election was rigged and Donald Trump actually won, people can submit a community note that says, actually, this has been widely disproven. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's meant to help... 
It's meant to give um, fact checking and stuff to the community. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's more more like a like Seems a verified dangerous. comment that's yeah. backed up with facts. So it's not just someone being like, "No, he didn't." You useless whore. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Call no useless whore." Uh, mm. Actually, if you'll check these receipts, <laughs> yeah. thank you. <laughs> so, for example, uh, here's. Somebody so he on the fourth of November the the security trust and safety person at Twitter tweeted some stuff and Elon Musk retweeted it and said excellent summary of Twitter's trust and safety from the head of the team uh-huh. and then people have gone in and added a community note that says Joel Roth is no longer the head of Twitter's Iconic. trust and security as of November ten Iconic and then for another example Bernie Sandys tweeted. Let's be clear, Eli Lilly should apologize for increasing the price of insulin by over 1,200% since 1996 to $275. While it costs less than $10 to manufacture, the inventors of insulin sold their patents in 1923 for a dollar to save lives, not to make Eli Lilly CEO obscenely rich. The context of that is that someone used the Twitter Blue verification system to pretend to be them and tweeted, hey, we're giving away insulin for free. Their stock dropped by $8 billion. Well, and Eli Lilly had to make a formal Correct. announcement on their Twitter to be like, no, that's not what we're doing. We're not giving it away for yeah, free. And while the attention was on them, Bernie Sanders took the opportunity to point out some facts. Mm. Tea. I mean, iconic of whoever hacked so the Twitter. True. Oh, my God. Did you see the Tesla one as well? Someone made a fake Tesla account. Yeah. Also very iconic. They said some wild things. <laughs> um, uh, and then Elon Musk tweeted at him replied and said, full answer to insulin price question is complex. Short answer is that the original insulin discovered in 1921, not 1923, is inexpensive, costing as little as $25. New, higher efficiency analog variants of insulin are more expensive. And then the community notes, people took the power back and said, a RAND study in 2020 found that in the United States, the average price of a standard unit of insulin uh, of insulin analog is ninety nine dollars and ninety four cents, but in non US countries, the average price is nine dollars and thirty two cents. Iconic. Having said that, he also is a dumb piece of shit for not being able to read tweets because Bernie Sanders tweeted uh, saying the inventors of insulin sold their patent in nineteen twenty three, mm. and he's clearly done a quick Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. And said, "Oh." I've got Mr. Bernie Sanders now. I'm going to clap back at him, and my incelibate <laughs> fans are going to love it. Um, involuntar- un- involuntarily. Involuntarily celibate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> That's such an iconic name. As if they would remind people that they've never had sex before. It's like, right. what? <laughs> I mean, they don't. I don't think they call given. themselves incels. I think that other people call them incels. You aren't born an incel, you have incelism thrust upon you. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Well, I mean, that's the only thing you have thrust upon you, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so he tweeted that in 1923, Thank you. they sold the patent for a dollar. Elon Musk has clearly gone to Wikipedia and quickly glazed over it and gone, I'm going to absolutely <laughs> own Bernie on Twitter and everyone's going to love it. Um, meaning he tried to correct Bernie with the facts. And he said that it was actually uh, insulin was actually discovered in 1921, not to, not 1923, like Bernie tried to <laughs> imply. Bernie, tried how to say. could you? And lie everyone was like, to the people like this. <laughs> well, no, 
you're missing the point. The point is that Bernie said the patent was sold in 1923, mm. yeah. and Elon read it as insulin was discovered no, yeah. in 1923. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he then deleted the tweet because good because he's wrong yeah. and an idiot <laughs> he even can't even do that correctly <laughs> I just, can yeah. he do anything correctly is the real question no. he can have 17 children that's all he knows how to do oh, Jesus. He, to stop. he does oh speaking of children we've just reached the 8 billion mark you Maybe. Yeah, me personally. Yeah. Wow, I have had eight I can't billion children. You're contributing to the population issue like this, <laughs> but also how? <laughs> I am the mother of every single Wait. living being on the planet. Wow, iconic Sexy. drag name. What? Elona Musk, and then you have lots of children, and that's the gag. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got it. Maybe if you put more emphasis on the loan. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, bad. Iconic. <laughs> um, okay, we have like technically a bunch of news. Yeah. Now, Chelsea, I want to make a bet with you. Yeah. Maddie and I agreed to do homework. Yeah. I didn't do it. Oh, sorry. Did I ruin it already? <laughs> I'm actually mad at you. <laughs> I tried. You've had two weeks. I tried. I listened to the first few. I did. You've had two weeks to listen to two albums and write down a list in order of your favourites. I didn't know the second part was a thing. (laughs) I listened to one and a half albums. That's pretty good. Anyway, I'm looking for a new podcast host if anyone would like (laughs) to submit their applications. I'm going to absolutely murder you in your sleep. I hate you so much. I didn't. I didn't like the Carly one. That's not true. It is. I liked the first song and then the other two songs after that, I was like, I don't vibe with these. And then I gave up. I truly do not believe you. <laughs> it is true. You can, li- you can look at my Apple music history. This album is literally. <laughs> well, maybe I just. Fantastic. Maybe I just. And exactly up your alley. Got to the skip songs. Maybe I should have pushed through and it would have been better. <laughs> I well, you wouldn't know because you put it on shuffle. I know I didn't. I was trying to listen through in order. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> anyway, we were going to do track-by-track track reviews. Well, not reviews, but track-by-track uh, track rankings of the two albums that have made the biggest impact in the last few weeks. But someone didn't do their homework. Um, we can still do Midnight's. The way I want to storm out of this room right now. <laughs> you should have a, a diary entry for not doing her homework. <laughs> Is that a thing that you guys did? Yes. Iconic. Literally the first three songs are incredible. The first song was really good. I really liked it. I've added it to my playlist and everything. You're telling me Joshua Tree wasn't a banger? No, that's the one I didn't like. It really put me off. And then the next one after that was Talking to not yourself. as bad. And it is like literally the definition of a perfect pop song. <laughs> Talking to Yourself by Carly Rae Jepsen. Wow. Okay, so we are have you some- thinking of me? And you the second one really put Do me you off. Talk to me when you're talking to yourself. So what I'm hearing is Maddie puts all of the songs right at the bottom. <laughs> Nicholas, what is your rankings of the songs? Well, I'm not going to talk at you about these two albums for the next 20 minutes. Well, you don't need to. Just for one album. Just, like, give us the, the names and your ranking of them. Are 
Are you guys gonna get sued? Maybe. <laughs> it's a vibe. I'll put this in the top three. Because I'm only That's the to third three. song. <laughs> yeah. The first is. And what I'm saying is. First that's, is. That's only like 10%, I think. So no, we won't be sued. Cool. Um, no, but there's so many iconic songs on here. I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back for you. That's literally the last song. No. Oh. I've just heard on TikTok. I was going to say. <sighs> <laughs> on to Midnight's. I'm really upset. Because Nicholas won't just tell us his ones. Because I'm upset. Let me be upset. Move on. <laughs> no, anyway, the Definitive Ranking Fans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it. From I like the album best. cover. That's really good. You're not talking right now. Oh, okay. You're banned. I'll mute myself. Chelsea, I'm talking to you. Okay. <laughs> in a ranking from worst to best, keeping in mind that even the worst is still good. So it's from good to transcendent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Number, I think it's 16. 16? There's three bonus tracks. Fair. But I included them. Yeah, there's 16, three bonus tracks. Okay. From 16 to one, here we go. This is, see, this is no fun because now you have no idea what no, I'm talking about. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're going to make, we're, we'll make opinions based on the title of the track. <laughs> Go. For bias reasons, again, I don't like ballads necessarily. So most of the ballads are down the bottom. But number 16, I've got Go Find Yourself, which is very much a song about go fuck yourself, but go find yourself. Interesting. Sorry, I'm not talking. Um, <laughs> and then we have Keep Away, and then we have Ben's. I think you should put the Joshua one down at the bottom. 13 is No Thinking Over the Weekend. That's a vibe, though. Mood. Hmm. Um, 16, 15, 14, 13. Don't often think of during the weekdays either, but so fair. 12 is Western Wind, which is ironic because that was actually the lead single. Is that? It's just a, it's a mid-tempo. That's not. I'm coming Possibly. back for you, baby. No. Was that not the lead single? I'm coming in with the Western Wind. Interesting. I haven't heard that. Oh, it's very good. That's what I'm saying. It's mid-tempo and it's still number 13. Sixteen, fifteen, wait, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve. I don't know how to count backwards. Me either. I do have to say that I probably prefer like mid tempo over really poppy. Yeah. But that's just me, Mm. and that is all that I can provide as I have not listened to any of these songs. (laughs) I've done better than her. (laughs) Eleven is bad thing twice, which is like, I know you're bad for me. But the sex is so good that I want to do a bad thing twice. Interesting. Uh, ten. We were in the top ten, guys. This is exciting. <laughs> I mean, guy. Since I'm only in the room with one other person. <laughs> Number ten. I do wish I ranked this higher, but the others. It's I literally think are so your great list that I'm like, you can I change can't. It. I physically can't bring myself to. Number ten is Beach House, which is super camp. Very camp. It's the karma of this album. So, do you like some? Comet is a god. Comet is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. It's basically about trying to date in in current times. Aren't you envious of me? Do you want to connect your phone to the roadcaster and then the music can come through it? Yes, but I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah, it's super easy. Just go into your Bluetooth. (laughs) 
Oh my god, guys! <laughs> <laughs> wow, high tech. Can you imagine? I'm slowly letting you back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be called Rocaster. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Is this? Well, let's see. What if works. I play porn? <laughs> that would be hot. Do it. Okay, we'll do it for the next one. Um, so beach house. Oh my god! It's if it doesn't camp. work, it's gonna be awkward. It's very camp, and that's why I love it. But it is interrupted a little too often by the like men speaking. So what I'm saying Disgusting. is the bridge is a little bit too camp. <laughs> we don't like it when men speak, so especially when they're speaking over someone. Oh my god! Wait, oh okay. Hey, <laughs> okay, this is the bridge. Why is he talking so much? It's the bridge, I don't know. It's a camp song, it's fun. It's a vibe, but I don't like men. I don't like it when they speak. <laughs> you were talking over the man trying to kill her. Yeah, and harvest her organs. Is that what he was saying? Yeah. It was. Far Away <clears throat> is very, Far Away is a very vibey song. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more mid-tempo. Um, so probably a good Chelsea one. Next is So Nice. So Nice is also a little bit camp um, and has so many quotable Quotes. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Okay. So the chorus is literally camp. And hold me down at the same time. So nice. Incredibly honest. Camp. Yeah. So nice. I think... I don't think you can have like a Carly Rae Jepsen album without at least a little bit of camp. Literally what I was going to say. That's like her whole brand is being camp. <laughs> that's simply not true. Her whole brand is embracing different genres. Yeah. Hence a little bit of camp. Are you saying Call Me Maybe uh, wasn't camp? Call yeah. Me Maybe was camp. Yeah, a case in point. <laughs> um, Emotion didn't really have much camp. That's fair. That was quite poppy. <sighs> Who's poppy? You. Yeah, I'm not talking about every song having camp. I'm just saying there would um, be camp. No, Run Away With Me was pretty camp. I don't really like you, but otherwise. Oh, my God. Chelsea, who is texting you And this most important have time? Have they listened to Carly Rae Jepsen's <laughs> latest album? Because you can put them on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they would be loud. If we have any callers that have listened to Carly Rae Jepsen's latest album, feel free to hit up okay. our hotline. <laughs> You'll make Nick really happy. <laughs> Um, at number... 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF. <laughs> at number seven, we have Sideways. Okay. I hope for any Carly Rae Jepsen fans listening, this is entertaining because <laughs> I'm the only fucking one here that's listened to it. <laughs> Look, we're trying our best, okay? We are. We're keeping it entertaining. Go us. Um, this one's a vibe, okay. Another nice mid-up-tempo Yeah, I'd put that below some of the other ones that you've played so far. Six is Joshua Tree, which is a fucking bop. No, it's not. The chorus slaps. Yeah, no, that one's probably my favourite one that you've played so far, to be honest. Really? Interesting. I don't know. Huh. Ready? No. Why? I don't know. I just don't vibe with it. It's down the bottom for me. It's like 
it's got very light um new wave techno vibes hmm. yeah i wouldn't put it right at the bottom Which i love but the one that you played before is still at the top for me. I don't, yeah i don't know if i'd put it last but i haven't listened to all of them <laughs> <laughs> but it would definitely still be at anyway, the bottom um number five is shooting star which weirdly is a bit ballady. It's a little bit ballady. It's not super ballady, but it's a little bit ballady. Um, next is Anxious, which is actually a bonus track that made it all the way up in the top five. What? Me with Taylor Swift's album. Sexy. Really? Yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, yeah, and like it's relatable. Nice guitar riffs. Mm. Enjoyable. Surrender My Heart, I've put as number three. And that's the opening track. I really liked it. Surrender My Heart. Yeah, it's a really good song. And it's very, very poppy. Yeah. And? Um, Number two, I have Talking to Yourself because I think it's a perfect upbeat pop song. And number one, best song of all time ever. Wow. At what point did we get to Transcendent? Is it just number one is transcendent or was like from six through to one transcendent? Number one's transcendent. Mm-hmm. Two was just a little bit below that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like it's not that hard. It's a scale. Yeah, but it, <laughs> yeah, it's a scale yeah. in which the – That's like saying um, a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, rank the rest. This just so happens to be 16. Yeah, but that's different because you're not ranking each individual song one to ten. You're ranking them above and below each other. Like mm. you could say the top three songs were transcendent for you. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Charlie's on my yeah. side, little If you bitch. were ranking each song one to ten, you could still rate the top three a ten and they'd all be transcendent. No, because then they'd be tied. Yeah. And I'm not in the business Okay. Of ties. They're transcendent. <laughs> What's next? The woke liberal media is making me grow well, going to make me does not give out equal a ten participation trophies to songs? And one of them is categorical, and that's different. It's different. <laughs> Snowflakes. That's for Chelsea. We are simply asking if you found any more than the top one transcendent. It's true. No, I think The Loneliest Time is okay. the single cool. best song of all okay, time. Okay, I'm glad that we cleared that up. I know, Jesus. I mean, the song, this episode's probably already demonetized, so. I don't. Not like we were making money anyway. Love a harmony. Okay, what were you saying? You know that one note in Mastermind that's like makes your soul leave your body? No. I don't. So we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know what you mean about single yeah. notes that make your soul leave your body. I do. It's good. I do understand. Okay. What happened was we reached the moon. But lost in space, I think we got there all too soon. Which one's this? Which you know what? I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back for you. That's the loneliest time. That sounds like a completely different song. It's the bridge. Okay. Anyway, that's what the fuck is happening. The podcast's definitive ranking of songs from the loneliest time from great to, to transcendent. I mean, I personally haven't even listened to the album and I absolutely disagree with that ranking. So You don't get to say. I don't know if we could say definitive. This is not not, not a democracy. A democracy. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I didn't listen to it, so I don't get to say. That's Correct. fair. I'll understand. 
literally beat you up. Like you will understand and you're just not right now. <laughs> yeah, <Or. laughs> eventually I will come to accept your decision. How many songs are at midnight? 20. Which is too many. Yeah. That's a lot of songs. It <clears> is. If you go we, well, we always the say that. Version. We always say that Taylor Swift doesn't know how to cull songs. Yeah, no, that. she definitely doesn't. Honestly, when that first but came out and it was 13, I was like, oh my God, good honor. She and then tight 13. Yeah. It was a bit of a loose 20. Three hours later. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. <laughs> Literally, as soon as the 20 I mean, song straight version into reviewing came that. out. Yeah. As soon as the 20 song version came out, I immediately thought of you. I was like, oh, Nicholas is going to have things to say about this. <laughs> I also I mean, have things to say about it, to be fair. Some of the bonus tracks are in my top 10. Absolutely. I totally and by agree. And some, I mean a single one. There's one in the Interesting. top 10. Have you listened to it, Chelsea? No, that's fair. Okay, so we're going to come up with the definitive. I'm not big into the pop scene. I do like pop songs. No, it's okay because this is going to be, we have an expert, a newbie, and Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) And this bitch. (laughs) I I didn't do a ranking. I didn't know that's what we were doing. I thought we were just going to go song by song like we did for Harry Styles. Quickly, do one now. For 20 songs. (laughs) I mean, I probably could absolutely do that. No, it's okay. We can just um, put together a definitive one that yeah. Well, if you we go off, you go okay. off Nick's and be like, mm, no, actually, I'd put that below that's this fair. or above that. Then that's, really I mean, that's not going to happen. But. <laughs> well, see, the way I would rank <laughs> it Organized. is: I've got my skips, my middle tiers, and then which is like the biggest category, and then my god tiers, and then that's like how I would. Wait, say that again. I have my skips, my middle tiers, and then my god tiers. Interesting. I, I only have, have like three like, categories. I think I only have two or th- two or three skips. I only have two or three skips too. Is one of them sweet nothing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that song invaded my dreams last night and it was like, this is so fucked up. It was like the soundtrack as my whole entire family was being murdered before my eyes. Oh my God. And I, I know it was really <laughs> fucked up when I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was that? I don't even know the words to this song and still it was. Wow. The I soundtrack. Know. Uh, for that for death yeah it was really messed up (laughs) so taylor swift i actually demand compensation that's as good a review as any i (laughs) guess right (laughs) really drives home how much you dislike (laughs) (laughs) so i don't even think it's like like i don't like it but it's not that bad of a song no it's not a bad song again i just don't like ballads Mm, i just i just found it too slow so you don't like ballads either um, no, I like a ballad, but not when it's just like a single instrument. Yeah, fair. So you don't like folk songs. So why do you like folklore? It's more diverse. There's more things going on. Is there though? Yeah. It's more rounded out. What's your most listened to album this year? Probably Public Void by Penelope Scott. <laughs> that means nothing to me. Yeah, I figured it would. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what genre is that? Oh, God. Alternative. Yeah. <laughs> like alternative techno or something. Uh, does it, would it, t- would it tell, no, hang on, let me, let me look it up. Yeah, to tell you. I think for like the third year in a row, my most listened to song is going to be Cardigan by Taylor Swift. That's a one instrument. Uh, yeah, it's no, like, it's not. <laughs> um, alternative indie pop. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay, let's go. We're moving on. I'm getting hungry. Wait, you know can I, before we review Midnight. I reckon. Before we're in Midnight's, can I give you a recommendation? Sure. Um, there's a new-ish artist called Malalo. Have you listened to her? 
No, I don't think so. Them? I guess I don't know their gender. Um, and they released, <laughs> they're an Australian rapper and they released a song called Tracy Grimshaw. That's iconic. Yes, I feel like I've um, heard snippets of it. I don't think I've, oh no, I, I think <laughs> I really did good. listen to it from start to finish. Yeah, it is very good. It's like the most Australian thing. Yeah, it does sound very Australian. Have I missed the chorus? It's a bop. That is a bop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bop. See, my music taste kind of is all over the place. Yeah, same. But that's probably more my music taste, to be honest. Yeah. I'm too lazy. Mine's all over the place. She's very much... I only listen to, to soundtracks from movies. Me, 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 me. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm too lazy to go out and find new music. Like, if it stumbles into my lap, then I'm like, okay. Yeah, no. If I'm, only I'm there the was a friend same. that you had that was always recommending music. No. no Again, I, I'm too lazy yeah, to follow through on recommendations. Mine's the same. It stumbles into my lap. Sometimes I'll just put, like, a mix or something on it and go from there. Do you mm. like, um, do you like Tu Velu? Yes. Her new album is... Fantastic. Okay, we're moving on. I'm bored. Album, <laughs> Do you like Hot In It by Charlie XCX? Pardon? Do you like Hot In It by Charlie XCX? This is my mom's favourite song. I don't know if I know which song that is, but I might if you played it. It's a banger. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to have to confiscate this Bluetooth connection soon. You are. <laughs> it's a bop, right? It is a bop, yeah. I'm very obsessed with it. <laughs> Any song that I can go crazy to, mm. I'm into. I'm I'm a sucker for like a like a good bass line as well. You same. Very same. Very much same. <laughs> See, very same much. I listen to music with this express purpose of singing along. And so I really, no, just wait. Same. Just wait. So it really shits me the first few times I listen to a song and I don't know the words and I can't ever really get past that because I'm like, oh, but I want to sing along. And so I'm I don't the learn same. music. I'm gooped and gagged because <laughs> you're the bitch who listens to scores. Yeah. How do you sing yeah. along to no, Interstellar just, soundtrack, oh. OST, Volume 1, no. the, the Great Symphony no. by Ludwig van Huseheisen? <laughs> that Ooh. just leads my brain while I work. Okay. okay. Uh, so that's background noise. Exactly. Whereas when you listen to music. She says you, that. Oh, sorry. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, but then you I play it in the car. I get into it because I go away from the mic. She says that, but then it gets to the end of the year and her most listened to songs of all year are like, that's because I do a lot of fucking work. <laughs> She says that like she doesn't have TV on in the background instead. No, I don't. I can't anymore because I don't get enough work done. <laughs> yeah, look, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's get into our definitive ranking of Midnight's okay. 3 a.m. edition by Talayla Swift. It's only three weeks late, two weeks late. Good. It's fine. Right? <laughs> we didn't do yes. an elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant in the room this week is that we didn't do one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. As long as we don't forget to do our what the fuck other weeks, we're fine. So true. Um, okay. How long have we been going for? 
40 minutes. Great. This is adding up. This is perfect. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> um, there's 16 songs. Isn't there 20? 20 songs of 16 in my hour. <laughs> I was like, um, wow, we're just cutting four off straight off the bat. Like, yeah. <laughs> how did you want to do it? Did you want to do it in track order, give reviews, and then make a definitive list? Okay. As long as we do it fast. Or I can just give no, you we're just gonna my go. ranking we're just gonna that's list. written out yep, in a list, list and yep. then yep. you can disagree or agree. Yep. Okay. List it. Number 20 on my list of Tales with Songs. Again, these songs go from good to really fantastic. Not transcendent, but really fantastic. Although I might... I mean, depending on what your 20 is, I would argue that it's not good. <laughs> well, no, I see, I can acknowledge it that it's well written. That's fair. It's just not no. for me. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, go. Like Vagina. It, I appreciate interesting it. Interesting comparison. And I acknowledge its usefulness. Usefulness. <laughs> the pleasure that it brings to people. <laughs> but it's not for me. Fair. Fair. Number 20. Iconic. Is Dear Rita. Agreed. Really? Yeah. Do you agree, Chelsea? Yes. <laughs> what if we agree to not play any until the top 10? Okay. Because I will abuse this power. <laughs> I know you already have. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, anyway, number 19 is Sweet Nothing. Yes. Yes? Yeah, those are my two main skips. Okay. They're pretty much the only two that I skip. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 18. Mm-hmm. Say it with me. Bigger than the whole sky. Okay. I'd agree with that. Interesting. 17. Say it with me. The Great War. <laughs> Absolutely disagree. It's my, in my top five, for sure. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cool that you're so confident about being wrong. Um, 20, the, 19, 18, 17. The metaphor? That's my 17. Iconic. Yeah, but I'm not here for the metaphor. I'm here for the music. I think it's good. I think it's really good. The bridge goes off. Number 16, I have Labyrinth. Where would that rank in your three-tier list? It's in the middle. So good. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'd put it as 16. 15th, I have High Infidelity. I would also put that... I put that. I really like that song. Sorry. <laughs> I put that in my God tears. I would put the great. What song. I'm getting from this is that you don't know your music taste at all because you've just said to us that you like poppy pop songs. I, Every I did song... not say that. You said that about me and I just agreed. <laughs> no. We were just talking about our tastes and yeah. you said, yeah, mine's like traditional pop. I did. No. Actually, did those words come she out of my mouth? That. I am going to fucking rewind and say that to you. <laughs> I didn't say that. Will you apologize to me when I'm right? Uh, yes, I will. If I if those words came out of my mouth, I will apologize to myself as well because that would have been a misrepresentation. And I will also apologize to you. Good. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm not going to send it to you. So. <laughs> if I'm wrong, there'll be no apology. I'm, I'm very confident that I'm right, though. All right. Well, I'm going to listen to it when it comes Yeah, out. right. <laughs> For my own peace of mind. Um, okay, 14... You're going to not agree with me on the next few. Well, see, I... It's a bit controversial. I don't know if I could really give a rank for these middle ones because I just find them oh, all... shut up. Yes, you can. They're all the same. I mean, 14, look. I have question dot 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 question mark. I I quite like question. It's not where I would, well, I wouldn't is, put it at Okay, so starting at high... Like the title. <laughs> starting at high infidelity, <laughs> mm-hmm. I love all of the songs. Okay. I think they're all great from like 17 okay. onwards. So would, Question, I think, is a fantastic song. It just ranks lower for me. I I would, no. Probably where I, right now, I would be putting Glitch 
and Paris is what I would be putting at the 15, 14 mark. Still, I really like them. Are they in like your top five? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was 14? Yeah. Uh, number 12, if I can use a shield, is Midnight Rain. No, that's fair. That's fair. I know I really <laughs> like Midnight Rain, but I wouldn't put it in my top. I'd, it'd probably be in my top 10, but it's so still around the same kind of area. Okay, so in our definitive list, it would maybe be a few spots higher. Yes. To compromise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number 12 is Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, which is from the I'm three. I'm muting your microphone. Tracks. No, this is top three, almost of Taylor Swift songs of all time for me. It's very good. It's just a little too. It's just a little bit too. Give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. If it's only you had control of what music played. <laughs> I can. Um, I will override you. <laughs> it's a really, really good song. It's a very good song. I just think it's a touch too um, similar to her earlier albums. Specifically, probably, like, Fearless. Wild. I mean, I could kind of get that from the tune that you were singing, <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, so... Okay, 11, I've got Glitch. Fair. I would have put it lower, but... Interesting. I just think it has, like, a really cool hook, and it has it does some cool experimental things. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like, it's one of the one songs on the album where she kind of changes her vocals. That's fair. That's fair. Does I, that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. I just probably skip it more than I skip a lot of the other ones, so. Interesting. Okay, so we're, we're in the top ten. Okay. <laughs> Number ten. Mm. And the last of the 3 a.m. bonus tracks is Paris. I Again, I would have put it probably a bit lower, but. Oh, no, it really resonates with me. Not on, like, an emotional level, just on, like, a vibe level. That's fair. It's very, it's very, it's giving, it's giving lover meets red. That's fair. Um, also, I want it in my bottom right? ten. In my bottom ten. Oh no, I'll wait till we get to it. Somewhere else. Also, the fucking opening of Paris slaps. Does it? I'm really hungry. Hi, really hungry. I'm Nick. I'm Taylor Swift. I know, yeah, I know a lot of the words to a lot of the songs. It's all I've been listening to for like three weeks. Okay, so the opening, iconic. And then we get down to the... I think you need to reevaluate where that list goes no. on the list. It's well, really again, good. see, I would have the bottoms and then I would have all the middle ones, which for me are almost in the same spot. Anyway, like number nine equal. is vigilante shit. Wrong. Number one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really vibe with it. I think it's camp and fun. It is camp and very fun. I think it just takes a touch too long to get into. It's like a two minute song. How does it take too long? <laughs> is that what I said? It's very Billie Eilish. Play the bridge for Chelsea. It's iconic. Um, uh, where does it start? The lady simply had enough. Well, he was doing lines and crossing all of mine. Someone told his white collar crimes to the FBI. 
But I don't dress for villains or for innocence. I'm a vigilante shit again. It's like really good. Mm. It's a vibe. I do like it. It is an From absolute that, vibe. Um, okay, number eight mm-hmm. is maroon for me, which I think is controversial because I keep seeing online that people don't really like maroon. Really? I really like it. Again, I would probably put it top three of the album. Interesting. I think people seem to think it's too similar to um, a different song that I can't think of. No, I really I really like it. I think it's cute. Wait, let me. Okay, I'll get to the chorus. King of My Heart. People think it's too similar to King of My Heart. Interesting. No, it's too deep. It's much deeper than King of My Heart. Fighting so oh wow. <laughs> You're really me. bad at being in control of the music, by the way. Well, that's because I have to like scroll through and find the chorus and stuff, and I'm bad at that. Um, that's a real fucking legacy. So, like, it's really vibey. It is vibey. And very much a, like, lie down in a star shape. And <laughs> yeah. <it's> so, <laughs> so true. You know? Very true. Which is why I love it. And just feel sad. Um, number seven is Snow on the Beach. I would have put it lower. That's very fair. I have one bone to pick with it, and that is that in the actual lyrics, sometimes it's snow on the beach and sometimes it's snow in the beach. That's weird. At the beach, sorry. That's I don't like that. I would put it lower. I, I also think, think that I find it hilarious because Taylor Swift tends to give people features on it's her so songs and then funny. doesn't let them sing. It's so <laughs> funny. So like literally. Uh okay, ready? I'm unglued, thanks to you. And it's like snow at the beach. Weird but fucking beautiful. Flying in a dream. Stars by the pocket full. You wanting me tonight feels impossible. But it's coming down, no sound, it's all around. That's all that she gives to Lana Del Rey. Yeah. <laughs> she was whispering in the background. <laughs> and she did the exact same with um the chicks. The Dixie chicks. In, in Lover. No, they changed the name to the chicks because we're not Americans, so don't like cancel us. We I, I don't I don't know why, but the word Dixie comes from like the Revolutionary War. Wow. Um, and it's like racist undertones or something. Oh. Huh. Weird. I don't know why though. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, good to know. Um, is this wait ten nine eight seven six six? I think you'll agree with me. Is you're on your own kid? Yeah, I'd probably put it a little higher. Very red. It's really good. I really like it. Right? I may. I would probably put it a bit a bit higher even. I would rate it higher than Mastermind. So I don't know where you've got Mastermind, but like it's very red. Has a screamable chorus in the way that um, All Too Well does. Do you agree? Yeah. Great chat. Um, I have, wait, can we throw it back to vigilante shit? Okay. I see people online on TikTok and shit constantly, like, theorizing about what slash who vigilante shit's about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, I think it's just, it's based on the Scooter Braun stuff. Yeah. 
but it's like a dramatized version. Exactly, it's yeah. a narrative. It's a story. Yeah, exactly. I don't think she actually reported him to the FBI. No, no. <laughs> yeah, calm yeah. down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, kind of if she did. Totally. Okay, so Dixie was often a nickname for the southern states that made up the Confederate States of America. There you go. There you go. That's good to know. Thanks, Chelsea. That's okay. That's all I could contribute. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is where I think we're going to get into punch ups. Okay, number five. Mm-hmm. Bejeweled. Yeah. I would agree with that. I like Bejeweled. Probably number five, yeah-ish. Nice. Five or six. Do we need to play that? Uh, Chelsea hasn't heard it, so. Like, it's just a good, it's just a good song. It's, yeah. Pop. Um, it's kind of a vibe. Is the bridge particularly good? I really like the bit where she's, the, the Bejeweled is the good, is the bit. You know? No, I don't. Me either. Baby, the pre-chorus. My favorite, yeah, my favorite's, um... Oh, my God. I need a muesli bar. My favorite is... Okay, wait. And when I meet the band, they ask, do you have a man? I can still say I don't This is my favorite, but this is... Familiarity breeds contempt. Don't put me in a basement when I want the penthouse of your heart. Diamonds in my eyes. I polish up real. I polish up real. Nice. I'm obsessed with this episode just being karaoke for me. <laughs> yeah, literally. We're living our best lives. Okay, number four, I've put Lavender Haze. Yeah, I'd probably put it a bit lower, but. Interesting. You don't love it? No, it's really good. It is, I like, it'd be like still top 10. Meet me at midnight. I'd put it like six or seven. Top 10, just not top five. I don't think it's top five. I'd think six or seven for me. Meet me at midnight. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, oh. You know, the first, on first listen of Midnight's, I was like, I don't know that this album has many iconic bridges. Yeah. But then the more I listened to the album, I was like, oh, actually, no, it does. It's like 95% of them are iconic bridges. Also, the fact that you have Antihero rated so high, hard disagree. I don't even know what you've rated it, but. Number two, <laughs> we have Antihero. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, I skipped one. I think you did. You skipped number three. In between Bejeweled. And Lavender Haze at number four is Karma. Oh, interesting. I adore this song. She has one of the wildest lyrics of all time here. Well, which one? Karma is a cat. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, this song is camp to the highest degree, and I love it so much, and it's very screamable. Mm. Um, But the lyrics, again, very camp. (laughs) Um, Some questionable choices that were made. Have you heard it? I'm... Honestly, can't say that I have. You're going to be gooped. <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> a bit weird. Like, iconic. The next lyric? If anyone's going to relate to cat lyrics, it's you. Wow. <laughs> the spider boy lyric that comes up next. Weird. Suddenly just singing about Tom Holland and Zendaya. Like, Literally. Um, no, and the, the um, commas are relaxing thought, aren't you ever yes that for you it's not, is like iconic. so singable. It's really true. Right? <laughs> it's so fun to sing. It's pretty iconic. So that was number four. And then three was Lavender Haze. Two is Antihero. Mm. Do, have, did you, I'm sure you've heard this one. This is You must single. have. See, for once, I actually think she chose a good lead single. She did, yes. I don't like it, but it's... Like, I don't not like it, but I don't know. 
I think so it's you, one of those things where I've just heard it so much that it's like, oh, I don't think it's yeah. worth this much hype. The only thing I don't like about Antihero is the, it's me, hi, I'm the, the problem, problem, it's me. I think yeah. it kind of um, it's weird. stops the pacing a bit. That's fair. Does that make sense? It does. But, like, the lyrics are so good, like... I have this thing where I get older but just never wiser Midnight's become my afternoon Like, that's really... No, there's some very iconic lyrics in there. And they flow so well for me, though. They do. There's a me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. I think... Can we discuss the lyric that she deserves jail time for? I'll stare directly at the sun It's coming up. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Are you ready? Yeah. Terrific. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby, and I'm a monster on the hill. <laughs> Death. But I like the next one. I like, I like the next bit that says, too big to hang out, slowly lurching towards your favourite city. It's fair. It's like... Come on, Godzilla. <laughs> Kaiju vibes. What's left as the number one? Look, I can understand if she's trying to make a point about how like we infantilize and sexualize people at the same time. But It's literally based off a 30 Rock episode. But <laughs> It's a sexy baby as a woman who um, puts on that yeah. um, to like get attention and in like I think like 2013, it was it was used very often as a way to um. Is mastermind your number one? Feminism to cannibalize itself, kind of thing. Yeah, fair. Um, um, I think I don't like that it's me high line. Can you answer my freaking it's question? It's me high. I'm problem is me. I don't. I I just don't think that at tea time everybody agrees is like good writing. Yeah, yeah, fair. I I like it when it, it's a bit of like a change in tempo and lyrical flow but i think yeah i just I'm think there was of the tea time i just think there was better word to use than yeah. at tea time yes like something else everybody agrees and that's what i say number one the definitive ranking of tracks by what the fuck is happening in the podcast is mastermind that's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> i think it's perfect and fantastic mm-hmm. and it's fun everything and it has slow mid and up tempos Throughout. Mm. You really don't like it? No, I don't not like it. I would put it in my god tier of the of the album. It's just not number one for me. What if I told you none of it? Oh wait, no wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> wait okay, I gotta me. the um the transcendent tone mm. in this, I'll mm-hmm. tell you. It's in the words of Mike's Mike, um, the YouTuber and TikToker. He literally put out a TikTok with this bit in it. And he said, when a note is so clunty that you, like, transcend. Right. And Taylor commented on it. T. <laughs> anyway. Are you playing the, the note? Touch of a hand lit the fuse Of a chain reaction of counter-moves To assess the equation of you Checkmate, I couldn't lose What if I told you <laughs> that, <laughs> that one note really gets me. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I have no notes on this song. Like that no that notes. one. 
was like, that would snap me out of Vecna's curse. <laughs> Not to be so three months ago. Okay. Well, if we ever end up in that situation. <laughs> we'll know we'll what know. to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh. Anyway, no more music for the rest of the episode, guys. Good fucking hell. <laughs> I'm turning it down. Oof. But personally, I think my is very 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 good i mean it's probably pretty fair but i don't agree with a lot of the choices. so what would your top three have been oh no um they would be vigilante shit would have could have should have and you're on your own kid okay so, so one only one three? only one of them was a 3 a.m track yeah i feel like we did that whole thing without giving context to chelsea Oh, Midnight's itself is a concept album. Yeah. It's songs that um about things that would keep you up at night kind of thing. Okay. Um she claims they're all written at midnight, but that sounds like a lie. Totally but the concept the of the concept album sure. is Midnight's songs about things that would keep you up at night, hence karma and all this stuff. Yeah. Um and then she released the deluxe version called the 3AM edition and then there's the 3AM songs. Yeah, it's like an extra 7 songs. And the thing is Midnight's as a concept album was written by Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff. Yep. The 3 a.m. songs were written by Taylor Swift and Aaron Dresner from Mumford and Sons, right? I have no idea. I might have the band wrong. But either way, they were two separate writers, so you can very clearly tell. The difference. Jack Antonoff wrote, um, like, 1989 Reputation yep. and stuff with her. Yeah. Aaron Dresner wrote Folklore and Evermore okay. with her. So. The three AM tracks have very much a um more folky reality yeah. okay. tone, um, and the rest of the album has more. It's like very techno, like eighties techno well, it, it, inspired. It's, it's definitely more alternative pop than you would usually get from Taylor Swift. Okay, um, I think they probably used like Lord's melodrama as inspiration because Jack Antonoff also wrote melodrama. Okay, yeah, yeah, a banger mm. of an album. Perfect album. Fair. A single skip. Fair. Dot. Okay. And so that wraps up. I'm really hungry. I need no, to have. It does. I haven't well, stuff spoken about. about pop culture at all. And I have some stuff to talk about. Yeah. One, I have recommendations for shows. Mm. I'll beat you up. And, <laughs> well, she'll listen to me if she hasn't already watched them because we watch a lot of the same shows. Um, and two. As long I, as you go through them fast. I don't think there was a lot of like actual pop culture news to talk about. Which is wild. I feel like there was so much, just none of it happened in the last week. Um, do we care that Chris Evans is 40 dating a 25-year-old? Yeah. I mean, it kind of is a bit weird, but also like... They've been dating for a year, so since she was 24. Yeah. I mean, I feel like under 20 is where I... Yeah, yeah. But over 20, yeah. yeah. We'll see, and people are being like... So the whole drama around it, if you can call it a drama, is that people are like, well, we have to hold... Chris Evans to the same standard as that we hold Leonardo DiCaprio to. Yeah. We can't change the rules just because he's hot. Yeah. And I was like, that's not totally fair to be comparing the two because Chris Evans doesn't have a pattern. A pattern, yeah. Yeah. And he, he doesn't, doesn't dump them when then, they're 25. D- yeah, dump them once they're 25. Right? Mm. And he's also made it very clear publicly that he wants to settle down and have kids and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just... So <laughs> the other reason that's different for me... It's because I don't think there's a pattern. Yeah, if he then dumped her in a couple of years and then dated another correct, yeah, twenty five year old, so I'd be like, okay, it's fair. What you doing, bud? Yeah, I don't know. I but. mean, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. For me, it's just kind of like, oh, that's unfortunate. Because it's not you. 
obviously. No, but like, 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 Maddie, you're 25. You would date a 40 year old, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like, <laughs> oh, I can't really say anything about it. But, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, that's unfortunate. Another Hollywood man who's dating a much younger girl. Yeah. But it's not like a thing that I think there's specifically something wrong with it, you know? I also do think it's important to note that she has her own career, um, acting career already. Like, she's not nice an unknown model who's just trying to get, like, in the field so she's willing to put up with Leonardo DiCaprio being yeah. towards her kind of thing. Yeah. yeah does that make sense? It does. Also, Chris Evans just won Sexiest Man Alive this year, so that's well, just another exciting thing. I know. Like, people are like, you can't treat it differently just because he's hot. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, can't I? If I admit that I'm being be hypocritical. Yeah, he's exactly. When yeah. he was 25. Yeah. It's fair. He's also, like, 49 or something. Oof. Yeah, and he dumps them when they're 25. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the all too well lyric? You get um, older, but your love is Davis. I'm not good at telling jokes, but, but the punchline goes. You I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. I'm on the Soldier who's returning. Period. Wait, period. Taylor said. I'm going to preemptively read Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor actually said I'm going to read every single man in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Simultaneously. This is very niche. But okay. in the very first episode ever of our podcast, uh-huh. like 90 episodes ago, I brought up this thing. Similar topic where I was like, why in action movies and stuff is the lead always 50 and the love interest female lover is always like 18. 22? Um, you mean like every like Adam Sandler movie ever? Well... And Maddie was like, yeah, no, I totally agree. Give some examples. And I was like, I've forgotten the one example I had in my head <laughs> to talk about this topic with. Anyway, it's now 90 episodes later, and I remembered it was James Bond. Iconic. Oh, yeah. The Daniel Craig so ones. True. So true. Um, and I only remember that because I, re- I watched um, his last one. Oh, recently. yeah. Mm. Good movie. Long. Very long. <laughs> <laughs> Literally um, all action movies, he says. Yeah, it was good, but it was way yeah. too long. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about all of the Henry Cavill stuff. Okay. Apparently, Henry Cavill was almost cast as Edward in Twilight. Iconic. Hilarious. When she, when um, Stephanie Meyer was writing the books, she imagined Henry Cavill. That's right. As Edward. Iconic. Um, so she so had then the a movies crush happened. On. Yeah. Is, is what well, back in two thousand five, he cast. was a lot more. He was twonk, not like okay. he was twinky twonky. Not. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine he's just like sitting there, not like in that in that scene where she comes in and the fan blows. And like, <laughs> yeah, but it's just like buff Henry Cavill, just like, <laughs> right? Iconic. Playing a seventeen year old. Iconic. Oh my god. He's um, got like the White Witcher hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so that's one. That's be better hilarious. as Daddy Carlisle. <laughs> and I think, and I think, and I think Henry literally did a thing in the inter- in an interview where he's like, "Yeah, I would have done it." <laughs> so everyone was like. Interesting. <laughs> the other massive news was that Henry Cavill's quit The Witcher. Yeah. And is being replaced by, by Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yes. In the 2012. It's, uh, that was a choice. <laughs> that I, was a choice. Have you seen recent photos of Liam Hemsworth? No. no. He is very buff. Is he? He's got like big. I don't Chris feel like he's been relevant since 2012. Like, yeah, I don't know if he's, has he been in anything? He knows for a fact. 
and he treated Miley like shit. So yeah. true. So everyone kind of turned on him then. And, um, As they should I was have. Say, also, he's I not a good actor. Um, no. I don't remember so seeing that. him in anything since like Miley No, era. No. He was in that one movie well, did, with Rebel I, Wilson, but like as a cameo. <laughs> was that, um, isn't it romantic or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and That's then, it. Uh, well, I mean, he did the Hunger Games, so he didn't really need to. Yeah. I mean, he didn't need to. And they to. didn't finish till 2015. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Catching Fire is 2013. Yeah. November. <laughs> That's when the greatest movie of all time came out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you said it. And I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fascinating to me. One. Well, I, I think mean, it's fascinating that he has left because he's been, he's like a really big fan of the actual original, whatever it is. The Witcher games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <books or> games. <laughs> the, the games follow the books quite closely. Um, anyway, so it's like, it must be something really big that it has is. made him leave. Oh, has, do we know? We know. What is He's it? publicly complained about it Oh, in the past. Oh. It's that the writing room, the writers and the showrunner mm. don't want to follow the books. They're just doing uh, their own thing and right. using the characters. We're using a pre-existing IP too. Right. Um, and he's said in multiple interviews in the past that he really hates that the writers don't seem to want to use the, the – um, the, the source material, yeah. yeah. despite the fact that it's a 10-book series and has plenty yeah. of material to, to go on. Um, so he's publicly said that before. And then, like, three months ago, before this was announced, um, it was leaked in, like, an exclusive report thing on Variety or whatever that um, the writer's room for The Witcher actively hate the source material. Oof. And yeah, so they want to do their own thing, but jumping off the back of the pub. Um, Correct. The, and the they popularity feel. They want to write fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even fan fiction. They just want to use the well, characters. I, yeah, I don't fan fiction respects the original source material. That's yeah. really fair. Um, That's really fair. I mean, unless unless like, it's season eight of Game of Thrones, in which case. Disagree with something, but yeah. generally speaking, they, they enjoy the, the rest yeah, of the Yeah, so I, I don't know. I find it really interesting that he's. I'm conflicted because I'm like, he's a big enough fan. That he is in arguments with the writers and he hates the writers, but he's also such a big fan and still decided to quit. Nah, good on him. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Put, yeah. I do. Even, I guess. Yeah. Because then, you know, if it tanks because he's not there. Which then, it will. Yeah, exactly. Then that's what he's trying to do. Mm. He just doesn't respect that they're sticking to the source material, good on him. I guess. Yeah. I mean, the alternative is he just stuck it out for the money. It's like, well, that's well. the thing. He's also said, like, the writing has been the same since season one. Right. This isn't new. Like, he signed on for it because of money and because of his love for the source material. Right. Yeah. So but, why would he even originally sign on? I mean, point. I presume that when he signed on, he was hoping that they would change and stick with. Well, he they, he, he might have been aware that they weren't going to stick closely to the source material but didn't realise how far they were going to drift as the seasons went on. It's also very possible that they lied to him and they promised him that they were going to do something different or that they they've done. listened to yeah. what he said about their deviations. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he was just a big enough fan to give it a go yeah. in the hopes that it would still be close enough and it, in doing it, it wasn't. So he's like, well... Fuck yeah. So is boss. I don't know. I'm conflicted. Like, I do agree that I'm happy for him that he dropped out because he didn't like it. I think that's good, and I'm, I think it's good that his contract allowed that. Um, 
but I see a lot of fans are like, you've been telling us for years that you're 100% committed to following through on six seasons of this TV show to tell a whole story. And then because you don't like the writing, you're quitting. I mean, Which I is guaranteeing the show tanks after season four. But I don't think that's his responsibility and I don't think it's fair for fans to put the life of a whole series on one man's shoulders. It's like that's no. – um, why is I his – I feel like – But it's, he, he, he's taken that role. Yes, but I also feel like – No, sorry, not the role of Geralt, the role of the face and the show yeah. – having the show on his shoulders. It yeah. exists because of him. And now he doesn't like it and so he's out. Like I think that's really fair. I don't know. I think it's really reasonable of someone to be like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't enjoy doing it, so I'm not going to. Yeah. And he also could have been like, okay, we either need to get closer to the source material or I'm out. And they're like, well, we're not doing that. So he's like, well, I'm out then. Like it's not like he wouldn't have given them a chance to keep him on as the the face of the the whole show if they'd stuck closer to the source material. But that's just my... I do. Ultimately, I agree that I'm glad that he left because... He clearly wasn't enjoying it and didn't like it. I mean, because then um, you end up like Riverdale where they're just stuck oh there God. doing something that they so hate. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's – yeah. No, I do agree. I just think it's uh, – they should just end it after season three. I don't think that – I mean, I totally agree, but I think mm. that kind of almost proves the point of Netflix being like, well, we can just do it without him. We don't need him. No. And he can just leave. We're not changing but what we're going to do. Producer? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but I think that um, I think that making Liam Hemsworth take the role, making him take the role, him taking the role, and then continuing with the show, yeah, is they're going out with a wimp but not a bang. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I totally I, agree. But that's not Henry Cavill's fault. I feel well, like no, totally. A no, lot of shows do that now. Go out with a wimp and not a bang. Oh, yeah. There's not as many true. like. Oh, I disagree. I think it's very much the landscape's changed drastically in the last five ten years. Yeah, fair. That they're now ending with a bang instead of, like... Oh, um, uh, well, I guess, yeah, in comparison, because now that we do streaming instead of free-to-air TV, like, where they just I think, like, the going. average show now probably yeah. only lasts three or four seasons. Yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. But, but I don't think they wrap them up very well. I think most do, That's just fair. because Game of Thrones didn't. Oh, I was actually <laughs> thinking of Santa Clarita Diet. It's a really specific oh, that, thing. That wasn't ended. That ca- was cancelled. Yeah, I know. That, that's yeah. my point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm oh, talking okay. about the showrunners. Like properly wrapped up. Oh, okay. I'm talking yeah. about the showrunners saying, okay, we've got three seasons. Right. We're at the all-time high of viewership. We're at the all-time high of critical acclaim. Yeah. Let's end it this season so that it yeah. stays that way and that's what we're remembered for. Oh, yeah. okay. That's well, like that's what Ted fair. Lasso is doing. It's one of the yeah. biggest shows in the world, critical acclaim, and the ending of season you three. You know, before fair. they even start, they've planned out three seasons yeah. and they know what's going to happen I'm in with each it. season yeah. and how it's going to end at the end of that, that season yeah. and they commit to it and don't go, oh, but we could probably like squeeze another season yeah. out of it and then try and like ride it in. Well, that's it what just... the, Witch, the Witcher had a six season plan. Yeah. Outline. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Rings of Power has five season outline. I think so. What was it? House of the Dragon has a five season outline. And um, the Sandman has a three Stranger season Things. outline. Well, no, they were meant to, they were going to do four. Oh. And they made that's it awkward. five. Isn't it six now? No. Wasn't that season four just then? No, that was season five. No, it was no. four. It four. It was four, yeah. but it was in two parts. Wow. I could have sworn it was five. Yeah, no, five is coming up and it's the final okay. season. Okay, Speaking hurry five. up. I'm so hungry. I'm going to start getting mad, so we have to wrap up. Okay. <laughs> Did um, you see Billy, Billy, Millie, Bobby Brown calling Finn Wolf had a bad kisser on the Vanity Fair lie detector test? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I saw the beginning of so it funny. and I was like, I don't need the secondhand embarrassment of this and scrolled on. <laughs> it, made me, it made me both cackle and cringe because <laughs> she's like, is he a bad kisser? And she's like, yes, he's a bad kisser. And then she goes, you know who's going to find out about this? And she's like, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. That, that is okay. That feels, anyway. I mean, I feel like on screen kissing is really, I've seen actors describe it and be like, I think someone can be a really bad on screen, like, kisser. But then in real life, their kissing technique is extremely different because there are obviously rules around what you are and aren't allowed to do while kissing. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, you don't want to go like, I don't know. Fully into it, I suppose, on screen. I don't know. Because one of the shows I'm watching right now, they were doing interviews behind the scenes. And the two people that kissed in it were, like, arguing, like, it's gotten praised by fans and stuff. A really hot and passionate kiss Mm -hmm. in, like, a really intense, traumatic, action-y moment. Um, And they were like, "Um, I don't know, we just wanted to make a really good kiss. I think it was you, my co-star, who slipped tongue in first. Iconic. <laughs> and he was like, no, I think it was you. Like, it's a whole thing. It's very funny. But. Yeah. I guess it would also depend on your on-screen chemistry as well. Mm, it can. Okay, next topic. Um, We're powering through. I don't know if it was this week or last week, but Kit Connor from Heartstopper, did you see about that? Mm-hmm. How he basically got outed because people were accusing him of queer baiting. Oh. Yeah, I think it's fucked up, but I also don't think outed is the right word. Well, yeah, no, he did come out himself, but he wasn't entirely because he was unlabeled at the time. This is coming off the heels of the Rebel Wilson stuff where she was literally outed. Yeah, yeah, no, he wasn't outed, outed. He came out, but because he was facing a lot of public scrutiny. Don't get me wrong, it's beyond fucked up. Basically, a bunch of, like, toxic fans. Like, you know how every fandom has toxic fans? Yeah. And most of the fandom just doesn't interact with them. Um, so a lot of the cast is openly part of the LGBTQ community, um, and him as one of the leads playing a bisexual person was immediately, you know, being asked about his sexuality and stuff, and mm-hmm. he said multiple times, I think that's why it's very, very fucked up um, in this instance, is because he has said publicly in interviews and stuff multiple times, I'm not, I'm only 18, I'm not comfortable yeah. labelling it yet, but... I am, yeah. you know. He never, like, been like, no, I'm straight. He was Correct. like, I just don't feel comfortable labelling myself I think he specifically said he's not straight, but I'm not ready to label myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the whole thing, is that he's now being forced to put the bisexual label on himself because of toxic fans accusing him of queer baiting when it's already been established. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Just mm. because he hadn't fully yeah. committed to one thing or the other. I think also because he has a girlfriend at the moment as well, so... Some really, probably the teenage girl fans, they're the most rabid usually, aren't they? Yeah. Well, that's they're the most rabid ones in fan, in um, Drag Race that, like, tell queens to kill themselves. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Really fucked up. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really have anything to, anything to add. And my normal rule of if you're taking queer role you have to be prepared to answer questions about your sexuality because they're going to get asked whether you like it or not. Yeah. Harry Styles, my policeman, mm. doesn't apply to them because they were literal teenagers, teenagers. when yeah, they got cast yeah. two years ago. Yeah, they were like, like 16 and 17. Yeah, that's fair. And he's now 19 yeah. and uh, uh, Joe Locke is like 18. So I'm like, that's really very uncomfortable. Plus, might I add, Alice Oseman, the creator of both <laughs> the comics and the show... Literally said, 
hey, you don't have to, to question any of the cast about their sexualities. We cast we casted the whole thing authentically. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, she said, we casted queer people in queer roles and people still bullied them to the point that they had to, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's wild. I'm not for queer baiting or anything at all. But, yeah, it was just a little bit fucked up for them to hound mm. him like that. Totally. Mm. And okay. it can't be queer baiting if they're queer. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. The whole thing's odd. Mm. I don't have anything to add. Good chat. You still haven't watched Heartstopper? No. Literally like three and a half hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Have you I'm watched watching Heartbreak Doctor High? Who. What more do you want from me? What did you say? Have you watched Heartbreak High? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Best show of all time. Right. I haven't watched Two, two of my absolute... Best show of all time, favourite shows. Is that Taste. a high five? It wasn't, but I was just <laughs> going to say, might I add that Heartbreak High was such a global hit that it was immediately renewed for season two. Yeah. Pretty iconic of a little low-budget Australian show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. Um, yeah, no, this bit this year has been great for queer TV, I'm not going to lie. Fair. Between those two, interview with the vampire, hot floating gay sex, um, the Fair bastard thing. son and the devil himself. I mean, I haven't seen that yet. You're gonna be obsessed. Okay, I think you both it. love it, but I think you'll love love it. Okay, so good, and the pacing's really good, and it's eight episodes, and they're forty two minutes long on Netflix. Like they don't make it fifty nine minutes just because they can. <laughs> it's perfection. It's such a great show, and also. This feels controversial to say, but they actually improve on the books. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it feels controversial to say that the show, the adaptations, stronger writing than the book itself. But um, yeah, because you talked about it in a previous pod, didn't you? Yeah, because you were um upset about the fact that they had changed an the and uh, yeah, changed the title and had and, an yes. and signal so you couldn't um hashtag it properly. Yes, and now they're hashtag it. The full name of the show is the Bastard Son and the Devil Himself, and now the hashtag is simply the Bastard Son. Fair. Yeah. I was correct. <laughs> um, but no, the show is really, really fantastic. It's got like critical acclaim. People are loving it. Not to like encourage straight people. I do. That's two shows this year where I've had a straight ship. <laughs> Not like me what is happening to you? One are of them okay? is The Rings of Power, Galadriel and Halbrand. Fair. Enemies to reluctant partners to friends to lovers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, and the other one is a bit more complex. It's more of a polyam, pol- polyamory, poly, polyamorous, polyamorous three-way, two boys and a girl. Love it. Very modern of you. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> the show also very heavily implies that that's the whole relationship dynamic. Hot. And I have like the biggest new crush on the guy who plays Gabriel. He's French and he has bleach blonde hair, which apparently is a thing for me. <laughs> I would agree with that. But you've got some bleach blonde hair now. Oh my god, am I? And she a turn is on for you. All the sexier. For I was going actually. We didn't. Did you show the camera? Uh no. Oh, she's got Narcissa. 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 I, I can't say it properly, but Narcissa. Mel. She's been talking about Narcissa from Harry yeah. Potter hair for a while. I have. And she did it. I did it. Fucking spent 500 bucks too. So, yeah, literally. Like, actually? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was $512. fucking expensive. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Hence why I used to bleach it at home. Yeah. Well, I considered doing that and then I was like, oh, I've ruined my hair too many times doing that. I'll just go to the salon and I'll pay the money. No, that's okay. I think it's, 
you know, worth a lot of money to have it done properly so that you're not yeah. endangering your hair. But that's so much. I know, but I was there for like four hours and it did take a really long time. No, I'm time. not making you feel bad. I'm, I'm no, questioning no, no, the industry, I know. not you. No, for sure. That's, well, that's how I've been justifying it to myself. So I'm like, okay, she did have a lot of skills and there was a lot of steps. She had to do the first bottom bit first. How long were you in there? Like four or five hours. That's um, a pretty long time. And the bleach and stuff supplies are fairly expensive, even if you buy them for home. But and obviously she was one of the top stylists the there and a cut of the money has to go to the owner. So I was like, okay, it all makes sense. What but time did you go in? 10 a.m.? You didn't leave till like three. Yeah, two thirty. It's a big thing. Yeah, good day. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I checked my laptop and do work from there. It was. It was, a, it was wild. <laughs> um, okay. Do we? Okay. Do you guys have any recommendations for shows and stuff? No, we're moving on. We can't do it. I'm so hungry, and it's also almost seven, and we haven't had dinner. The new season still of have the Dragon Prince, Prince is out. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. Either, but I'm excited as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I've um, just spent all this time rewatching the last. Three seasons. I have. To, I, I'm going to have to rewatch them as well yeah. because I watched the first two and then forgot about the third. <laughs> but, so I'll rewatch the first two and then watch the third. Yeah, but it's so good. Yeah, because I watched the third when it came out, so I'm like, it's been a little while. So yeah, I've just rewatched it all, and I'm it has gearing been. up to time. to watch the the new season. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Um, the shows that I recommend are The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself. Everyone, please go watch it. I need more seasons because I need to get the whole trilogy, and also it's like. Really good rep and stuff, and I love it. Um, okay, The Mole on Netflix. Have you watched it? The Mole? No. Yeah. <gasps> I thought you would have watched it, and I was so excited <laughs> to talk about it. Okay, The Mole on Netflix is um, a competition show. It's like 20 people, I think. No, not 20. That's too many. Maybe like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them are uh, 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 normal people, and there's one person in there who's a trader. And every they do like challenges and shit like that to earn. Is this a reality TV money show? towards the pool? Yeah. Oh, okay. On Netflix. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said that. Um, <laughs> but it was like a squid game situation. <laughs> basically, the way that eliminations work is that everyone does a quiz of who they think the trader is. So they answer questions like, "Does the trader have a dog? Does the trader live in this country? Does the uh, in this that county?" Feels a racist. <laughs> does the trader? <laughs> Is the trader of this age? Is the boy like or girl? Playing guess who? Like yeah, essentially, and so they can split the answers up to have a wider range. But basically, the person who knows the least about the trader gets eliminated, and the trader can't be eliminated. So one of the final three is going to be a trader, and if the trader doesn't get guessed, they win all the money. But if one of the other two contestants guesses them, then they get all the money. It's just really, really fun and fast paced, and the challenges are really cool. And guess what? So it's American, mm-hmm. all Americans. Guess where it's filmed? Australia. All up <laughs> the east coast of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it literally starts in like uh, Townsville or something, and they work oh down God. and they go to like the Great Barrier Reef. And then episode two, Brisbane City, mm. literally just Brisbane City. <laughs> they like have an entire challenge set at Boggo Road Jail. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, wig. <laughs> They're like, oh. wow, this exotic place. And yeah. I'm just like, fucking Boggo they Road. They made it look so good. They made our, our city look so good. I was like, yes, work. I hope you got government funding. Um, no, but it's really, really fun. And it's really cool to see Brisbane and stuff. And, yeah. Um, and I always forgot to say that the trader has to, in challenges, the challenges are to earn money to go towards the pot, to go towards the prize. And the trader, their whole goal is to sabotage challenges so they don't win money. But the problem is... Why would they not want them to win money if in the end the trader gets all the money? 
if they don't guess him? Because they still get it all. So instead of splitting it between... Yeah, but do you mean all of the money that could have been there or do you mean that all of the money that's been put in the pot that they didn't want to get put in the pot? I didn't ask. Like a poor <laughs> lot hole. But, no, well, I ended up with like 150 grand. Um, could have been more. But it's complicated because then all of the innocent players are like, I'm going to sabotage this challenge so that people think I'm the traitor so that when answering the quiz, they answer it as if I'm the traitor even though I'm innocent and that knocks people out that are innocents. Interesting. But that would knock them out. Oh, we're at last outplay. No, because as someone who's innocent pretending to be the traitor, and if people are voting for them, then this oh, then the person right, yeah, guarantees people, that those people, people are incorrect. Yeah, don't want to vote for the traitor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't um, want to split it and ten ways, they want to split it two, yeah. And then, oddly enough, I'm also watching the Australian show, The Traitors. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that come up on... Which is, you know, similar presence. Because, you know, I visited uh, my grandparents' premise. place and they have free-to-air TV. In Canberra. Oh insane. I haven't seen free-to-air TV in, like, four years. Yeah. <laughs> I watch, like, three or four shows every week on live TV. Fair. Ew. Mm. Um, my TV's some kind of hooked pleb. up to the area. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't watch it on, sorry, on, uh, on Tempe, like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. as soon as it finishes. Um, but The Traders, also really, really fun. It's super dramatic and camp. <laughs> Do you remember um, Escape the Night by Joey Graceffa? No. It was, like, a YouTube series where it was, like, partly scripted, um, but they had to solve an escape room mystery. No. Okay, well, anyway, it's, it's The Traders, and this one's different because The Traders are meant to be voted out, mm. um, and then the remaining Traders can recruit someone. Stuff like that. It's just really, really fun. It's only like 13 episodes. Very fun. Highly recommend it. 11 out of 10. The Peripheral on Amazon Prime. Starring Chloe oh, Grace Moretz. Very good. Is it? it is. Oh, yes. Yes, I've seen the first three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some really cool concepts and stuff. Mm. It's really fun. Yeah. It's very interesting. Would recommend Long it. episodes. Mm. Like 60 minutes. I mean, I mean 70 or 80 minutes. But they cover a lot in the episode. They do. It is very good. Um, and that's... Just in all, I watched in all homes too. Did anyone else watch that? I did. No, but I. It's really good. I keep scrolling past it, and I'm like, I should watch that. It's yeah. another long it's one. Pretty good. Yeah. They shove a, a lot into long. the last half. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very. I still really loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite good. I liked the first one, but I didn't love, love, love it. So it's I'm not better than like, the first one. Yeah. It's like the same as the first one. Like I'm sure if I watch it, levels. I'll enjoy it. Yeah, but it's just. I really liked it. Not at the top of my priority list. That's fair. Um, it was good. Henry Cavill. Also, yeah, always sexy. Period. Um, and he has curly hair. So Moriarty's in this one too. Mm. Um, the last thing that I forgot to say was that Joe Locke from Heartstopper was cast in Agatha: Coven of Chaos, the upcoming Agatha Wonder Vision spinoff show. None of those words mean anything to me. <laughs> oh, that last bit did. The Wonder Vision yeah. spinoff show. Yeah, starring Agatha. Yeah, so Joe Locke's being cast in an quote unquote undisclosed role of a gay character. And guys, I think Wiccan and Hulkling are coming to the MCU and I can't tell you how excited that makes me. <laughs> they're two young Avengers and they're gay. Cute. Cool. And Wiccan's like as powerful as his mum, which is Scarlet Witch. Oh. oh. And Hulkling is one of the Captain Marvel aliens. So interesting. Wanda's gonna have kids? I'm very confused. Wanda has kids, remember? Yeah, I mean I guess, but So this is I'm assuming this is gonna be an aged up. Um, Billy. So Billy but, in the comics but, is a homo. <laughs> but Billy doesn't exist in this universe. In ours. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll probably come from a different universe, but. Yeah, that's weird. I'm very excited. Wacky. 
Mm. They're like my favorite two comic characters. That's nice. I'm very predictable. <laughs> yes. You want to panda to me? Panda to me. <laughs> I'll eat it up. It's it's fair. I I love a love a any any queer reference. Do it. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck of the weeks? You go first. My what the fuck of the week this week is popcorn that's just a bit too salty. Oh, so salty. My, My tongue, tongue hurts. still hurts, yeah. <laughs> mine was actually really quite nice today, so I don't know what happened with your batch, but mine's fine. <laughs> My tongue hurts a little. So that's, I think movies, their popcorn is like atomic bomb salty. <laughs> yeah, last time I really struggled, but um, mine was fine this time. But it's also really delicious, so who cares? Yeah. And cheap. Do love salt. Um, but my tongue hurts. But yeah, mm. you were like, these drinks are so big, but like I was halfway through the movie literally, and I'm like, I want another one. Literally. <laughs> I'm dying, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop eating this popcorn. What she said. Yeah. That must be why so much of mine was left, because again, genuinely mine was not that salty today, so Whack. Fair. I was I like had like the last little bit and I was like trying to ration it out. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll eat a handful of popcorn and then I'll take a tiny sip. I'll eat a handful. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to lick my fingers, one, because yeah. of COVID, and two, because it's just salt. So fair. So I was Assaulted, rubbing my hands on there. Salted, very much so. Iconic. What do you want the fuck of the week? Um, okay, do you remember recently when we had our drinks night and there was a thing and you guys voted for me as most likely to start a cult? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I so have started a cult. concept, yes. Um, I was babysitting <laughs> where all good stories start and we were playing a video game mm-hmm. and one of them, oh no, it was, it was three of us, one computer character. The computer character was, I don't know, it was like Peach or something and they were like, oh my God, we love Peach. And by the end of the game, I turned them against Peach. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Peach stole my money right at the beginning and I was like, guys, we don't like Peach anymore. We have to everyone turn on her. And they were like, no, we love Peach. She's so cute. Anyway, by the end, they were all like, death to Peach. Wow. And I felt very good. What game were you playing? I can't remember. Some kind of Mario. Mario? Some kind of Mario Mario game. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to think it was really. You would steal money in. It was like some like. Mario Party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, As I was leaving. As I was leaving. I was saying goodbye to their dad and the kids called down from upstairs. They're like, Maddie, we've taken more money from Peach or something. And I was like, good job, guys. And the dad was like, what is going on? I was like, don't worry. We're just turning against Peach. Like that's, that's what's I happening. love how you we saw her. little children and thought, yes, malleable minds. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you are unadulterated. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's my what the fuck is. You, I am a cult leader. One? I mean, I... Mine's pretty weak, but because um, I Googled Heartstopper. And when mm-hmm. you Google Heartstopper, it comes up with three of the little leaves. And yeah. It's played across your screen. It was pretty Aww, cute. That it was is very cute. cute. Yeah. It's very cute. Love that. Wholesome. Wholesome. What the fuck is that? I have them all over my walls. Yeah. Oh, that's very cute. cute. Okay. Thanks very much for listening to What's the Fuck is that? If you want to follow the podcast, you can <laughs> at WTFH Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. All the links are down below as usual. Um, Elephant in the room this week is that I did the thing where I didn't update our Instagram for a week and then I got to a week and I was like, well, I may as well wait for the next episode. And then we didn't record one. So then it got to two weeks and I was like, well, now it's too late to post one. And it kept snowballing and I felt worse and worse and worse. And now I'm scared to go on the Instagram. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you're listening to this, not to drag you, but I don't remember the last time that you did actually do a snippet from an episode. <laughs> 
because unlike listening to two albums, it takes hours to put together. It does. You're right. It's um, fair. No, I, I usually mean, post the um, new episode uh, artwork thing. Um, that's fair. You do do that. But I'll just do that for this episode and we'll be fine. Cute. <laughs> Fun. Fresh. Sexy. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to What the Fuck is Happening. If you want to follow Maddie, no, don't, we don't care. She's a bitch, okay? Exactly. Thanks Bye. so much for listening to What the Fuck is Happening the podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.